Wendell, you've got to tell me, who is your source? Who is the GSL Insider? Hey, this is Craig Dills from Media. This is DJ Kaya. This is Elliot D'Souza. Hey, this is Jason D'Souza from Aldona. Hey, this is Nash Lobo from Aldona. This is Pascal D'Souza from Calgary. Hey, this is Roland D. Almeida. Hey, this is Roland Nasperenis. Hey, guys, this is Ron Montero from Wolfland. Hi, this is Roy Fernandez from Donapola. This is Ryan D'Souza from Kula. Hey, this is Steffi DeCruz. Hey, this is Tony Nazareth, and you are listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the GSL. The GSL. GSL. GSL Podcast. And you're listening to the GSL Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the GSL Podcast. As you heard from the intro and from the title of the episode, this episode is all about the insider. Yes, keep listening. By the end of this episode, you and everyone in the league will know who is the GSL insider. Uh, Big shout out to our intro done by one of our loyal listeners from the UK, uh, all the way from England. If you're wondering why she doesn't have a British accent, It's because she's Asian. Anyways, uh, moving on from that, we got a ton to get into. So let's jump right into the news. You've got mail, 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 mail. You've got mail, mail. Yep, this week we have a ton of fan mail, which makes me really happy. You know how much I love hearing from all of you. Our first email comes from GoinSoccerFan1. It's an interesting email, really dedicated to GSL, if that's your email address. And it says, hi, Wendell. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Keep up the fantastic work. Cheers, Colin. Well, great to hear from you, Colin. Thanks so much for taking the time to send that email, and I appreciate your support. And of course, I will continue to keep making them, not only for you, but for all the other regular listeners. Uh, moving right along, our next email comes from what size are those shorts at hotmail.com? Yes, that, that is the email address that emailed me. And it says, Hey, GSL podcast, my name is Andrew and I have a question for you. What is the standard measurement on professional soccer shorts? I noticed one player, a left winger slash center attacking midfielder on Margao named Brendan Gomes, who seems to have shorts that are below regulation length. Comparable to Alexis Sanchez's length of shorts. Can we please start a GoFundMe campaign for this guy so we can at least get him a real pair of shorts? Hashtag shorts for Brendan. Well, although that was some heavy duty trash talk from Andrew, that does raise a good question. How short can your shorts actually go? Well, just to answer the question, based on Nike's website for professional soccer shorts, if you go to the smallest size, a small, and measure uh, the length of the shorts, the shortest inseam you get is 30.25 inches. So, Andrew, I recommend tracking down this uh, player on Margo that you're speaking of and measuring his shorts. If it's more than 30 inches, then, you know, they might just look short, but it's legit. But it's, if it's shorter than 30 inches, uh, maybe you want to buy him a new one. Maybe you want to start this GoFundMe campaign. Hashtag shorts for Brendan. All right, that's it for the news. Let's jump into some match recaps. All right, let's start off with some match recaps. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that all of you that have been dying to know who is this GSL insider, why won't he or she come forward, what's going on? And the truth is the GSL insider isn't just one person. It's a group of many people. I have sources on every team. 
I have sources in the fan groups, the community, the even the parents, I have some sources. Um, but that being said, there is one main insider that reports back to me the most, gives me the most information, the most intel, and he's decided to come forward and reveal himself on this podcast. So without further ado, please welcome from Aldena, Nash Lobo. Nash, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Wendell, how you doing? Good. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, for, you know, revealing yourself as being one of the main GSL insiders. What uh, inspired you to finally come forward and reveal yourself? Um, I just thought that um, maybe one of the GSL insiders needs to step forward, at least if someone has a face to whoever's reporting back to you. And um, it would be fun interviewing players after the games, asking them how the games went and um, what their opinions were. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you've kind of morphed now from like a GSL insider to a insider slash reporter, a hybrid. I'm, I'm happy to welcome you to the staff of the GSL podcast, giving uh, solid information and also giving, as you said, players a face. You know, if I'm not around, if they don't see me, they can always approach you if they want to. Just so you know, everyone in the league, if you want to give a quote, if you don't have time to come on the show and you see Nash, you go up to him, he'll record you on his phone. He can send it in and we can add it to the show if, uh, if we have time. So definitely another way to get involved and get on the podcast. Definitely look out for Nash. So that said, let's move on. Let's get a recap of some of these games now. Unfortunately, only uh, half of the games have been reported on the website, but luckily that's what we have the insider for. And uh, let's go through them. So first up, we have Margau beating Donna Paul up 5-0. Goals for Margau scored by Rainier Raposo. Dwayne Lobo Perez and Gavin DeMello with a hat trick. Um, this has kind of gone under the radar this year, Nash, but Gavin DeMello, obviously everyone knows, solid player, can play almost any position on the field, including goalie and a former York University varsity striker. Another hat trick. He's got tons of goals this year and another beating of Donna Paula. What do you think about Gavin uh, DeMello, Nash? Yeah, I think Gavin DeMello has is a great player and has always been a great player. I've been in the league for about um, maybe four, four or five seasons. He's been uh, a true captain for Margot, in my opinion. Yeah, so totally agree. Uh, he, he's definitely instrumental on their team. He's kind of the driving uh, force behind what they do. And for Donna Paula, you know, I was really impressed uh, last week uh, with their game versus Lotulam. Uh It was a much closer game. Um, but then this week, another blow up by Margot, 5 nothing. So... Uh, hopefully they can bounce back. For me, Donna Paula's real test is going to be next week against Bugmalo, but we'll get to that later on. Uh, moving on, we have Bugmalo versus Mopsa, and Bugmalo with a huge win, getting their first win of the season with two goals from Conan Fernandez. Um, so Nash, uh, this is the game that you watched. Uh, what did you see in this game, and what can you report? Oh, I expected the game to, honestly, I'll, I'll be completely honest, I, expect, I, I expected it to end in a tie. Um, I was surprised by Bugmala's performance. They really picked it up. Um, these guys are gelling really well. Um, Elton's doing a great job captaining that team, uh, as well as Roy in the back. But I was really surprised with uh, Conan Fernandez. This guy is, he's tall, he's built, and the guy has speed. Um, I was very impressed with Conan. Two goals, um, good job there. Uh, Mopsa, I think uh, they could step up and, and do a better job. Yeah, unfortunate performance by Mopsa. Um, this was a game that, you know, both teams really needed to win. Um, just because they're both kind of hovering around the bottom of the league right now, needing those points, needing that morale boost. But I got to say for Bogmalo, as you said, that's a huge win for them and a huge morale boost because as much as they've been losing before, if you can just get one, you know, season-changing win like that, it can really turn uh, turn the momentum around. Uh, moving on, we had Colvo versus Lotlim. 
with, unfortunately, this isn't reported on the website, but uh, we've been told the score was 3-1 by many people. Some sources said it was 4-1. Unfortunately, we can't confirm it either way, but we're going to go with 3-1 for now. Um, one thing uh, to mention is that there were two red cards in this game. Um, the first red uh, was given to Nick De Silva, and this was actually after he was subbed off or during halftime, and he pretty much told the ref to f*** off, and the ref gave him an automatic red card, and then in the second half, uh, a, red, a direct red was given to Craig Raj, who uh, apparently kicked a player in the knee uh, after the whistle had been blown. These are, these are two inexplicable red cards from two players. We've mentioned them before, and just to get this out of the way, so people, you know, they don't say you're biased or whatever, but we both acknowledge that these two are very talented players. I think you would agree with me, Nash. Oh, I, I agree with you there. I think the entire Lotalim front line is uh, pretty talented, but yeah, Craig and uh, Nick and, and Neil as well definitely stand out. Exactly. So huge talents, but I've noticed over the past few seasons, a lot of people have said to me, uh, they're getting more and more hot-headed, which is strange because Neil is so level-headed and so calm. I don't think he's ever gotten a red card as far as I know. Um, but his brother Nick is getting constantly red cards. He's previously been suspended for a whole season for accumulating too many red cards. And this is one during halftime with the ref. Now, now Nash, I have, a qu I have a quiz for you, actually. He was subbed off and at halftime got a red card. Do you think Lotalem then played with 10 men or did they continue with 11 men? Oh, they played with 10 men. No, it's exactly. So I tricked you. This isn't the Pecora, but I did trick you. Uh, it turns out if you're not on the field of play, if you're not an active player and you get a red card, whether or not you're on the bench or you're subbed off, things like that, um, you actually get a red card. You have to leave the field. You are suspended going forward, but your team continues with 11 men because you weren't on the field of play. I have never heard of that before. So that is very interesting. To be I'm going to be honest with you. I actually had never heard of it before either. I had to look up the FIFA rules after I heard that this happened. But yeah, so actually Lotum continued with the full team. But then Craig got a red card, and then they went down a man. So, I mean, just to speak on Colva, this was a game that, you know, their captain, Jeremy, predicted a 2-0 win. I, I think most of us at the podcast, maybe even Jeremy himself in his deepest heart of hearts, didn't really believe that that was going to happen. Um, but the fact that Lotlum went down a man, that's an advantage. you gotta t you got to jump on that. And unfortunately, they lost 3-1. So I'm sure they're going to be beating themselves over that. Definitely a winnable game. But uh, that being said, let's move on to the final game of the day. Aldena versus Aguada, and uh, we actually had some fan mail from one super fan of the podcast, Daniel Kuz. He decided to email in saying uh, he wanted to give some information. He said, I'll be your GSL insider this weekend. He's not a regular insider, but he wanted kind of a cameo as an insider. Um, so he said he attended the noon games. He said Aldena 1-3-1. Uh, the goalie, Croydon on Aguada, got a red card 10 minutes into the second half for handling the ball outside of the box. Aldena gave a penalty shot late in the game and overall it was a great game by Aldena but Rowan did mention that they were missing Kreif and one other of their top players cheers cool. Daniel Coots so some information there from Daniel as well as some other people told me that but uh, goals were scored by Bevan Ethan and Sean with the uh, last minute penalty shot scored by Steven Fernandez from Aguada who is now on eight goals and leading the league uh, according to the website right now and this is Steven's first season back, full season back with the Guada. He played with them many years ago, but then because he was on scholarship in the States, he was in and out, kind of coming back for games here and there. And 
always been a, a threat up front. But Nash, what did you think about Steven up front uh, leading the line as a striker? Um, I think his best quality is, is definitely um, using his body. He's uh, he's he's an average size guy. Sorry, average height guy, but he's got a very very good build. He's got a very very good build. He's got a very very good build. And he's good at shielding the ball. He's good at pivoting the ball, holding the ball until the rest of the team um, runs up with him. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, as you mentioned, from a center forward, sometimes you need them to be very strong on the ball, very control, and just hold the ball up because it gives your wingers a chance to catch up and it means the center defenders can't really get you off the ball as easy, which makes uh, their job a lot harder. Um, one other shout-out, an anonymous Aguada player actually emailed in uh, to the show and said, uh, next podcast, you should really give a shout-out to the 15-year-old in Aguada we have. His name is Matthew Pace. Check him out on the site. Last week, we played with 10 men, and he scored a hat-trick. Today, we were short, but he was doing very well. I know there's a lot of talk about JVD and his brother, but this kid, in my opinion, is a lot better. So that, that's a huge claim to make. We know JVD, you know, a budding star in the league. And we heard last week from Jeremy how his brother... Uh, also 16 years old is a, another budding star. So this anonymous Aguada player trying to make the case for Matthew. So Nash, you were right there on hand. Uh, you had the inside look. What did you observe about this young kid, uh, Matthew Pace? Hey, listen, this kid, um, I didn't know his name, but I know he wears a number three. And I was very impressed with this game. Um, for his age, uh, he can do a lot of damage. Um, body fakes, he uses his, his body well for his uh, size. Um, I definitely think that this kid will do some damage definitely in the future. Yeah, so definitely someone to look out for. I think you had some uh, inside information on how he even ended up on Aguada. This is something that I don't think anyone in the league knows besides Aguada. Um, I believe that um, Cryfe, um is a referee for uh, a different league, and he spotted this kid, and he was very impressed with um, the way this kid played. Um, he find, found out that he was going, and he brought him to the league. Yeah, so huge job by Cry for recruiting him uh, as a very young star. You know, uh, Guada is definitely, I think Guada and Lotlum are the two best recruiting teams in the league. They have kind of different styles. Lotlum goes more for the known players in the league, kind of the, the cream of the crop on each team, and tries to recruit them over to win, uh, win with Lotlum and join their system. Uh, Guada more finds people that no one's ever heard of that are like absolute stars, whether or not they played for TFC or... Team Canada, things like that, or universities. And then also Margot. Margot is more a homegrown talent. It's like family, friends, really young teenagers that they bring up in the system. Um, but yeah, no, definitely good job by Cryf there and an interesting player to look forward to uh, in the future. Um, all right, that's it for match recaps. Let's move on to match predictions. So Nash, let's uh, go through these four games. So first up, we have Lotlum versus Margot. This is a juggernaut game. I cannot wait to see this game uh, next week. Now, Nick and Craig getting red cards is huge because they really, really needed them next game. And that's actually going to alter my prediction. I would have predicted Lotlum to win. But just based on the fact that Nick and Craig are missing and Lotlum has this weird energy going in the game, I'm actually going to predict Margot to win Two to one in a in a really good game. How about you? I'm gonna call a tie. Two two. Two two. Oh, so a high scoring tie, you think? Yes. 
Okay, perfect. Uh, moving on, we have Bogmala versus Donna Paula. This, as I mentioned before, is a real test for Donna Paula and Bogmala. I mean, they're coming off their first victory. Can they continue that momentum? Will they stall? Uh, Donna Paula, this is a huge moment for them. Can they pull out a victory? I'm going to predict one of the biggest upsets of the season, and Donna Paula wins one nothing in a last-minute heroic goal. I know people are going to say, why is that such a big upset? They're both at the bottom. Because Donna Paula hasn't tied or won a game this whole season, and I think they're going to upset Bogmalo. How about you? Uh, Wendell, I know you weren't, you didn't watch Bogmalo play last week, but I was definitely impressed. And I'm going to say Bogmalo won nothing if they keep Conan Fernandez in the front. Okay, good. You, yeah, you have a lot of faith in this Bogmalo team based on their performance last week. And hey, you know, maybe you're right. Um, moving on, we have Colva versus Aguada. This is a big game for Colva. They got to bounce back. Aguada, too, I mean, they have to bounce back from their loss, but they were missing a few players. Um, so for Colva, uh, this, honestly, this is one of the toughest games to call, I think. I think I'm going to go with a tie 1-1 between the two of them. Um, I'm going to go Colva 2-1, Aguada. Okay, you think Colva's going to bounce back and get a victory? Good. Uh, that's, that's a bold call, but um, I, I am a huge Colva fan outside of Aldona, and I think that these guys um, could definitely pull an upset this upcoming weekend. Okay, moving on to our last game of the season. We have Mopsa versus Aldona. This is a, uh, a must-win uh, game for Aldona. If, you know, if we want to keep challenging at the top of the table, we did the hard bit. We beat Aguada. You know, we're playing Mopsa, a team that's hungry near the bottom. We really need to take care of business here. I'm going to predict an Aldona win of 2 to nothing. Um, I'm going to say an Aldona win with at least 2 to nothing. At least? Oh, so you think it's going to be a higher score? Higher scoring I game. think so. I think so. I'm not going to put a number. number. Give, no, but... give us a number. You can't say that. You can't just say more than two. You got to give us a number here. Uh, um, I'm going to go with a three. <laughs> I'll play it so safe. One more goal. I'll play it safe. <laughs> play, yeah, you, def you definitely played it safe. All right, that's <laughs> it for this week's episode. Thanks to Nash uh, for coming on the show and revealing himself as one of the insiders. Nash, it was great to have you, and I look forward to getting more information from you and hopefully some of these little... Uh, post-game quotes or post-game video uh, and audio clips from you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Wendell. Uh, it's, it's been great again. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'll see you Sunday. To everyone else, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode.